Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everyone. Welcome to the Word Podcast. I'm Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. Tell you, we've had a great time going through the book of Galatians up to this point in time, and I hope that the Lord is speaking to you as He has spoken to so many of us uh, locally as we have examined this, as He keeps just pouring forth the power of His Spirit and give us understanding of His Scripture. I want to jump right in because we're going to cover several verses that we've already looked at, as well as look at several more we haven't looked at because it's all one big subject matter. And this is out of Galatians 5. Okay, Galatians 5. So let's go, let's see, we'll start at verse 18, I believe, is where I want to pick it up. Remember this? It said this, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Okay, verse 18, it says, if you're led by the Spirit, then you're not under the law. And then we looked in the last episode at the deeds of the flesh. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, Sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousies, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envyings, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But... This is verse 22 now, and here's the word of encouragement for us. But the fruit of the Spirit is, and so you see this juxtaposition that is set up. You see the deeds of the flesh, and the deeds are multitudes, okay? And things like these, it's innumerable, the deeds of the flesh. Now in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, and the fruit is singular. Quite often you'll hear people uh, call it fruits of the Spirit, and I know what they mean. It's sort of like when people say revelations, uh, you know, for the last book of the Bible. They'll say the fruits of the Spirit, but it's actually the fruit of the Spirit. And I think that is important. It's just not a little semantical type of thing that we're messing with here. I think it's important because uh, if we don't understand that we have all of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. Somebody might come along and say, well, I've got a couple of fruits of the Spirit, but I don't have the other fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> okay. Now, we're not talking about the gifts of the Spirit. In other portions of Scripture, we learn of the gifts of the Spirit and how the Lord gifts His body. But this right here is the fruit of the Spirit that He gives to each and every true believer. So what are the fruit of the Spirit? Or what is the fruit of the Spirit? And in this sort of interesting thing, you could say, what are the fruit of the Spirit? But... The fruit is this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now, I dare say that these two verses right here that define the fruit of the Spirit, that they're very, very familiar passages, particularly to believers. But that little last phrase, against such things, there is no law. I think we have a far better understanding of what's being said there now when we see what the whole context of the book is, Okay, what Galatians' context is. He's saying these things right here, there's no way that the law compares to this. 
We saw the deeds of the flesh, and he's already compared that the deeds of the flesh with the law. So the best that you can do with the law is try to keep from doing these deeds of the flesh. While he's saying that the fruit of the Spirit is this, if you walk in the Spirit, here is what you're going to be manifesting. Last two verses. Against such there is no law. Verse 24. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. So he's saying, if you're a true believer, you know that you have put to death your flesh. Yes, we are still in the flesh. Yes, I can choose to resurrect the flesh if I want to. But that goes back to that thing we've been talking about, about abiding in the Lord and walking in the Spirit. If we will do that, we will not stray away and do the deeds of the flesh. We crucify the flesh by dying daily to it. And we crucify the flesh by abiding in the Lord and walking in the Spirit. When we do that, the desires, the passions of the flesh will be set aside. Now look at this last verse we're going to look at today. Verse 25 says this, If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. So he's picking up what he said in verse 18, but if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. It's sort of a little bookend thought here. And then in, uh, he talks about the deeds of the flesh. Then he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And then in verse 25, he says, you know what? If you live by the Spirit, if you're really in the Spirit, if you have been regenerated by the Spirit of the Most High God, then what should we do? Let us walk by the Spirit. If we live by the Spirit, if we have received new life, if we have been regenerated, if we have been what we, in our vernacular, we say born again, that comes out of John, if we have been born again, then why in the world would I want to go back to the standard and the practice of behavior? Whether it be a good thing under the law, why would I want to do that? He said, if I now am living by the Spirit, then I need to walk by the Spirit. I think this is something that if we really took this to heart, if we took it before the Lord and said, Lord, empower me to do this, wave that red flag every time I don't do it, because I got news for you. He already has empowered us to do it. He's given us the Spirit. We have the greater knowledge now from what the Scripture has revealed to us, how we should be doing this. We need to be walking by the Spirit because it's in the Spirit that we live and breathe and have our very being. I'll tell you what, I'm going to stop right there because the next verse is the end of the chapter and it picks up a thought into the, the sixth chapter and the, the balance of the book. And it basically boils down to this. The rest of the book is how do you walk out this living in the Spirit? How do you walk in the Spirit? For now, take this before the Lord and say, Lord, reveal your truth to me and watch what he says. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.